0: Our hospitalizations are going up, individuals in the ICUs are going up, and sadly, we are losing more people. This month, more than half of states have reported record daily case counts.
1: It's now November. There's a chill in the air and winter is right around the corner. We know this virus isn't going away anytime soon. Here's where the country stood as of last week. The U.S. is now averaging over 70,000 new cases per day, even worse than the surges in the spring and summer. Forty states are trending worse in the reporting of new cases. Only one is trending better. So you're probably asking the question everyone is. How long should we realistically expect the virus to be a part of our everyday lives? I'm asking the question as well. So today, I'm going to try and help clear the air on some misconceptions about that timeline. I'm also going to look at some strategies that we can all employ in the meantime to stay safe and healthy, especially as the weather gets colder. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. First up, let's talk about the vaccine it's tempting to think of the vaccine as some sort of silver bullet that's going to make everything go back to normal right away. But look, the reality is that a vaccine is going to be a huge development, but it's not immediately going to allow life to return to the way that it was before the pandemic. We're going to get there eventually, but again, not right away. So how long will it take? Dr. Anthony Fauci says it depends on several factors. The
0: efficacy of a vaccine, is it 60%, 70%, 90% effective. As important, will people willingly get vaccinated? Will they accept the fact that even after we get a vaccine, we likely would have to implement to some extent continued public health practices? We may not be able to have theaters that are just completely packed. Sports events where the spectators are crowded all over each other. We may not get there for a while.
1: How many people end up getting the vaccine is going to be the key to getting back to normal. A recent poll from CNN shows that just 51% of respondents say they would get the vaccine if it were widely available at a low cost. That number's actually down from May of this year when 66% of people said they would get vaccinated. I think if we can get 75
0: to 80% of the population vaccinated, I think that would be a,
1: a a really good accomplishment. But even if enough people are willing to get the vaccine when it becomes available, it's still going to take months to distribute it.
0: That if we get a vaccination campaign and by the second or third quarter of 2021, we have vaccinated a substantial proportion of the people, I think it will be easily by the end of 2021 and perhaps even into the next year before we start having some semblances of normality. And it really depends on what you- And
1: even to... after enough of the population gets vaccinated, the behaviors we've adopted to reduce the spread of the virus are still gonna be necessary. As former CDC director Tom Frieden reminded us.
0: Even with vaccine, there's no fairy tale ending to this pandemic. We're still going to need to adjust our lives, reduce risk by wearing masks, not shaking hands, reducing risky indoor gatherings.
1: The vaccine is an important step, no doubt, to getting our lives back to some sense of normalcy. But we need to set realistic expectations. It's not going to be like flipping a switch. It's going to take some time. It's also going to take some action on all of our parts. Now, a second thing. As we head into the winter months, I want to address the flu shot. Look, it's very important to get your flu shot this year. You know that. And the shot's not going to make you more susceptible to COVID-19. I bring that up because that's this theory that's been floating around on social media. There are even claims that there is a study to back this up. But I want to be crystal clear on this. That is not accurate. The flu shot will not make you more susceptible to getting COVID-19. The study that's being referenced, in fact, is from October of 2019. That's before this novel coronavirus even existed. That study suggests the flu vaccine might be linked to an increased risk of seasonal coronaviruses. Those are the types of viruses that cause the common cold, not COVID. The author of the study even came out and said, quote, results from this study should not be applied to or interpreted with COVID-19 in any way. That's pretty clear. The truth is this. It's even more important to get your flu vaccine this year. Here's CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield.
0: The next season's influenza illness will occur simultaneously, potentially, with COVID-19, increasing the challenges on hospitals, healthcare professionals, and the public. Be prepared and embrace flu vaccination with confidence for yourself, your families, and the communities. This single act will save lives.
1: And the time to get the flu vaccine is now. Yeah, you should get it no later than the end of
0: October, but don't wait until any beyond October.
1: I know... It's already November, but it's still not too late. Find out where the flu shot is being given in your community and get it done. Get it done for yourself and your family as soon as possible. Another thing I want to address, because there's still so many misconceptions about it, masks. I know I keep talking about it, but this is important. Masks in the United States had almost become a political
0: statement. In fact, people were ridiculed for wearing masks, it depended upon what side of a particular political spectrum you were at.
1: Making masks such a political issue in this country is something that still baffles me. I'm not sure I'll ever understand it or figure it out. But the science is clear that wearing a mask is one of the most effective ways to stop the spread of COVID-19. When we learned that people could spread this virus even if they didn't have symptoms, it made mask wearing critical. Think about it. With other respiratory viruses, you're most contagious when you're symptomatic, when you're coughing and sneezing. But what if you were spreading the virus before you even know you had it? You'd wear a mask, hopefully. And that's what you should do here. A study published in The Lancet showed that the chance of transmitting the virus without a face mask was about 17.4%. With a mask, the number dropped to just 3.1%. It's not perfect, but that's a huge difference dropping the risk of transmission by nearly six-fold. Researchers at the University of Iowa College of Public Health also looked at data across 15 particular states in Washington, D.C. Why? Because those states had some sort of mask mandate in place. They found that after a little while, those communities saw an ongoing decline in the spread of COVID-19. Keep in mind, the numbers are shooting way up right now. Even if we could use strategies to stall the rise and the growth of new coronavirus cases, that would be significant. Masks could actually bend the curve in the right direction. Here's another example. Back a few months ago, there were two hairstylists in Missouri who tested positive for COVID. They continued going to work and saw nearly 140 clients. Now, no one is suggesting people should work if they have COVID, but they did, and they wore masks. I bring this up because a CDC study then found that no new infections were identified in any of the clients of those hairstylists. The CDC report made it clear that the face-covering policy of that business, quote, likely mitigated the spread. Once again showing that wearing a mask really does help protect those around you. And one final note. As you all know, tomorrow is election day. This might be the first time many of you go out and gather in some sort of crowded place. I've gotten a lot of questions from listeners who are nervous about voting or who are poll workers, just wondering how to stay safe.
0: Dr. Sanjay, here in West Michigan, our COVID numbers currently are on the rise. On election day, I assume I will probably come into at least brief contact with the COVID infection. My question is, if there are any other recommendations that you can make for precautions I can take.
1: I want to break down the advice the CDC gives. But as you listen to this, I want you to try and visualize the virus. Think of it as a puff of smoke coming out of someone's mouth and nose. If you're indoors, that puff of smoke can linger longer. It can travel further. If you're outside, it's likely to dissipate much more easily. But if you're close to someone... That can be a problem, because the virus likes to jump from person to person, finding any willing host. So, obviously, avoid close contact. Remain at least six feet away from others as you wait in line, especially from those who are not wearing a mask. Two, wear your mask the whole time, especially when you enter an indoor polling location with others. Three, do take care when touching surfaces and wash your hands when you do. Maybe you bring some alcohol-based hand sanitizer with you just in case a sink isn't nearby. Also, bring an extra mask now that I'm thinking about it. In general, just have a plan for yourself. Be thoughtful. Slow down. Create a plan for you and your family on election day about how to stay safe. Maybe ask someone to watch your kids so you don't have to take them with you. Make sure your voter registration and any other paperwork is in order ahead of time because that'll help reduce your time interacting with others. Maybe even fill out a simple ballot at home if one is available, so you know who you're voting for and you can speed up the process in the voting booth. And if you are working the polls, try to make it easy for those voting to take those same precautions. Following these few simple steps can help put your mind at ease and make sure you cast your ballot as safely as possible. There's no way around it. We are gonna be living with this virus for a while. And as case counts steadily climb around the country, and the weather gets colder, it's gonna be more crucial than ever to stay vigilant and help stop the spread. While we can't live our lives entirely normal while we wait for a vaccine, we have to remember it's gonna be a slow process that involves all of us to act. So do your part to protect yourself and protect others. And keep in mind, I'll be here with you through the end of this pandemic, as long as it might take. If you haven't already, go and vote tomorrow. Do it safely. And if you have questions for me, send a voice memo to asksanjay at cnn.com. You might hear it on a future podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening.